Welcome to Got Beef Podcast, the podcast that cuts deep in the personal and celebrity beefs, fights, and feuds. I am Frank, and with me as always are Mo hey. and Jane. Sup? Real quick, right off the bat, an amendment to last, not last week's episode, but like our last episode, because we record every two weeks. Episode 33. As you know. So, and this is episode 34. So, welcome. You're going to tell them what we do? So, I already did that. I don't think you did. I did. I don't think you did. I, I shouted it. He, he shouted it. In the entire room. No, you were here. You. <laughs> <laughs> She's so, mad at you. <laughs> so, we started off last episode by congratulating Bella Thorne. You congratulated Bella Thorne. <laughs> I, as a podcast. <laughs> no. Don't rope me into your bullshit. Nobody stopped me. So, we congratulated Bella Thorne on raising a million dollars on OnlyFans in 24 hours. We voted on it. There is a, a consensus that is that has come to, and yeah, but we have to take the consensus. Fuck the consensus. Wait, no, we didn't vote on that. I thought we did. I just brought it up, like yeah. this. Oh. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, apparently, so, you're wrong about fucking everything. Yeah, I guess so. So, apparently, she really fucked up... Uh, OnlyFans? The gig for a lot of people. Uh, apparently, she may or may not have promised nudes to people. And when they subscribed to her, there were no nudes available. Uh, the entry fee was like 200 to $250. And when people found out there were no nudes for them, they wanted their money back. Which OnlyFans then freaked out because, well... They are not used to giving back nearly a million dollars. Don't do it. Uh, so. I agree. Instead of rolling with this one-time thing, they decided we're just going to change the game for everyone and changed it so that anyone who wishes to profit from OnlyFans can now only get their money once a month instead of at any time or once a week or however you took your money out before. Right. So, point is, Bella Thorne... Your beef is rancid. <laughs> I mean, maybe. We don't know. She was fully clothed. We didn't even get to see her beef. <laughs> That's what we say now. It's rancid beef. <laughs> so, I, I think she really fucked it. And a lot of people are very mad at her. I also think that OnlyFans fucked it. I think that both of them did. Both of them are to blame. Um, I, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. It, OnlyFans is the one making the changes, but she, she had to have known what she was doing. Frankie's just mad because he didn't get his two hundred fifty dollars back. Yep, he wanted to see that by the thorn pussy. No, I. Of all the people on there, definitely. She's, she looks like you remember, um, like, like going to like the the crackhead like the known crackhead gas station where they're always hanging out outside of mm-hmm. that's what bella thorne looks like, like you mean that circle like- k down the road from your house <laughs> yeah basically well any gas station down the road from my house bella thorne looks like so the crackhead, uh, crackhead. Yeah, she, well yeah but like- <laughs> but specifically hanging outside of a gas station which everybody knows is like the worst crackhead yeah is it yeah it is because that's your lowest you're like hey man buy me a zora i know i think the crackheads that don't leave their house period are probably like yeah, but you don't see them how are you gonna see them you're not gonna interact okay with them? she's the eyesore crackhead. <laughs> she's 
She the one who was tweaking okay. in front of Circle K the last time we were there. It's okay. It's okay to have your addiction. Just do it out of the sight of the normies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't do it where everybody gets. Don't be a nuisance about. It. Wow. I'm just kidding. Or, or Dr- seek help. Drug shaming. Seek, in seek help. Really is what most trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, this I don't know if this podcast condones calling Bella Thorne a crackhead. She looks like a crackhead. Uh, but. This podcast does not take back what they said. Not all of us. So I'm just putting it out there. Okay. <laughs> so have you guys, I didn't think that this was enough to be a full on their beef, but have you guys heard about the guy that went in front of his city council <laughs> and called out BW3s and other places yep. about boneless wings? Yes. Yep. So this guy had this whole speech prepared about how restaurants should not call boneless wings wings because they're not wings they're just like they're like chicken nuggets and therefore like they shouldn't cost as much and there shouldn't they shouldn't be able to call them that and promote them as such right and it kind of started a whole thing on the internet of people are like, are they wings? Are they not wings? No, they're glorified chicken nuggies. So I wanted to get our opinions. Are boneless wings wings? Um, by name, yes, but I just think that. Excuse me, I got the I got the burpees, not from boneless wings. I wish it was from boneless wings. So if I told <laughs> you that I was bringing a whole mess of wings over to your house, mm-hmm. and you opened up the container. And they were boneless wings. Would you be happy or sad? Um, I'd be a little disappointed, mm-hmm. but I still like boneless wings, so I would get over that really fucking quick. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that they're not good, but are they as good as wings? No, they're not as good as wings. I mean, it it really depends. It depends on what you feel like. She's eating. very passionate about this. Well, no, I just I, to, to be perfectly honest, I don't give a shit what you call them. You want to call them sauce chicken nuggies? That's fine. I'll order sauce chicken nuggies. I have no pride. Be like, I would like a ten piece of the sauce chicken nuggies barbecue, please, with some ranch dipping sauce. Thank you. <laughs> um, they are usually cheaper. That's actually a lot of times why I order them. Is because they're cheaper than bone in wings. I mean, they are cheaper than bone in wings, but they're still fairly expensive when you really they are. think about it. I mean, they are, but they're also very filling. I mean, 10 bone-in wings as compared to 10 boneless wings, mm-hmm. you're getting a lot more food for 10 boneless wings than you are 10 bone-in, and 10 bone-in's gonna cost you 20 bucks some places. Two, that, that's the circle K by my house. That's where the bone-in's gonna cost you 20 bucks. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but I would contend that you get filled up more so on breading than you do actual like meat. Oh, I think like, it, it depends on where you're getting. Because there from. are some places that it's very thick breading, and it's like th- there's hardly even chicken. In okay, this. I've had buffalo wild wings, boneless wings. That's not all breading. No, that's a meaty wing. I mean, um, a meaty chicken nug. I don't care. Yeah, chicken nuggy, chicken nuggy. Um, but no, I. I don't care what you call them. If you feel like we shouldn't call them wings and you feel that passionately about them, that's fine. We don't have to call them wings. Just tell me what I need to call them so I can order them. Right. I think that if you are going to call them boneless wings, it should be that meat. Like, you should have found some way to pull the meat off of the bones, and that's the meat that I you mean, serve. I mean, technically, that I mean, it's not. But a chicken wing is a white piece of chicken which yeah i mean probably chicken boneless boneless wings 
I used air quotes for those who can't see me. Boneless <laughs> they wings. can tell in your tone. Everybody um, has a very air quote tone, like tone that they do. Boneless wings. They're, they're you like said me. it in italics. Yeah. yeah, they're made from chicken Italic breast, island. obviously, but it's still all white meat chicken. So I mean, yeah, you probably could make boneless wings from wing meat, but that would be hella. They'd be like even more expensive because to get the amount of meat that the you labor. Would need, yeah, at well, least it's true. Do you really feel this passionately about wings? Um, or boneless wings? A little. Wing-nazi. I think that boneless wings should be even cheaper than we are saying that they are. Yeah, I shouldn't be- have to pay like twelve dollars for boneless wings. Yeah. I mean, I I could say that, but at the same time, like you pay twelve dollars for a plate of spaghetti, you shouldn't have to pay twelve dollars for because a box of spaghetti is a dollar. I mean. There's a lot of things that you pay an, a higher cost for at Yeah, I try to spend $10 when I go to a restaurant, so that's why I usually get a burger. I mean, I do, I'll buy more expensive things, but <laughs> I don't know. There are times Kinda that I'm like... for the finer things in life. I could... I would rather spend that money on real wings than I would boneless wings. Well, yeah, yeah if you could get any good amount of, of real wings for that price, then sure. But yeah. 12 bucks of real wings get you like five wings, and that's not an over-exaggeration at... Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) Buffalo Wild Wings and where to find them? Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't like that voice. The Buffalo Wild Wings. Or Quaker Steak. Good Lord. Yes, they're expensive. Expensive. Buffalo Wild Wings is like, it's disgusting anyways. Why do you eat there? So I think that for the most part, most of us are on the page of they should not be a thing. What? No, they should Boneless be a thing. Wings. Just don't call them wings. Call yeah, them they chicken eggs. Be. That's fine. That, I think that's what he means. Uh, yeah. mean, they should still be a thing. Just don't call them wings. Truthfully, I don't care. Call them whatever you want. Yeah, same. Okay. Now we can get into our real beefs. Yeah, because that's chicken. <laughs> ah, good, good point. Oh. <laughs> Mo, go ahead and kick us off. Um, My beef this week is with... Um, the library's selection of audiobooks. Mm. I know. Okay. It, and it's not so much the selection of audiobooks because there is a shit ton out there, but it's that they only have like two copies of an audiobook. It's a fucking download file. You mean yeah, to tell me you weird. can't have fucking more than two of them? Yeah. Like, I'm currently reading a series and it's a guilty pleasure. I love contemporary romance novels. Mm hmm. And I'm reading one that is like, there. it's called the Classified Canine Unit Saga or series or whatever. And it, I know. But I've, I've, it's only like six hours of a book, of an audiobook, so I can listen to it while I'm working and it helps the day go by fast. Or I can mm-hmm. listen to it while I'm painting and I get a lot of the book done, which I don't like books that are like 35 hours of a book because yeah. it takes me fucking forever. So I started reading these ones and I got the first two done. And then I went to the set, the third one, and it's like, uh, there's a six-month wait time because we only have two copies. It's an audiobook. It's a download file. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. And, like, if, if I were actually getting, like, a, a CD or, like, a, a plug-in from the library, right. that would make sense. But it's literally an app on my phone. I have the Stark County Library app on my phone. Yeah. And I have a companion app with it called Libby, which is where it just plays the MP3 through. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. It's a literal MP3. Just make more downloads. It would be like if you went to click on a movie on Netflix and they were like, you gotta wait because two other people are also watching this movie. (laughs) I wonder if there's a law. 
I mean, I'm sure there's something to do with like licensing rights, maybe or something. Authors are like, you can't have unlimited, or like students said, you can't have unlimited downloads of this because then I'll never make any money. But Mm. what's weird is that in one of the, I mean, they're not all by the same author, so I don't know. Like it's like a team of authors got together and they wrote this saga, but the first two were, I mean, they were really fucking good. And then the first one that I read, it said no wait time, unlimited copies. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So the second one said like, it was like, you are copy two out of three. Mm -hmm. And then the next one's like, you have to wait six months. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to wait six months for this goddamn book. I mean, I'm sure that there is something in writing somewhere that says why this is, but it's dumb for for lay people like us. It makes no sense. No, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's an inconvenience and it's a first world problem. I know, but like, I'm the same way though. Like if I start a book series and I know there are more, I do not want to wait. I want, I like, that's the problem. The problem with me reading is I will consume everything as fast as I humanly can. And you know how I am when I like things. I can't like things in a chill way. I have to, I stay up until 3 a.m. researching everything, getting all the lore, getting everything, joining Facebook groups, having discussions with people about it. But if you saw a rack of books that it was like a thousand copies of this one book and they were like, and you saw people come up and grab a couple and then when you went to grab yours, they were like, no, no, you have to wait until those two people are done. And you're like... But I see all of these books. Exactly. I could just have one now. And they're like, no. Exactly. You have to wait. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I, I mean, they're stupid, like Nicholas Spark cheesy romance. But God damn it, they're good. And I just want the next one. The first one was a chocolate lab. His name was True. And he was, <laughs> he's the best. Okay. Wait, are the but, dogs in love? No. The, oh. I mean, that's just the dog's name. You, of the, are you uh, reading dog smut? No. Ew, God, no. There's actually no smut in these because... Ew. They're kind of um, a little bit religious too, but what are you doing? I, my guilty pleasure. Leave me alone. Your guilty Christian pleasure? romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> they are my guilty pleasure. I love them so much because they're so wholesome. I don't like. I don't. Okay, I'm even like this with movies too. Like if I'm watching like a like a love story, I don't like an immense amount of drama in that story because nobody goes through that amount of drama. It's fucking stupid. Have you met you and your husband? No, it's no, it's like <laughs> Okay, first of all, I'm going to I don't know if any of us want to pull on this thread enough that we're going to because I don't like I don't think any of us will like what we find. <laughs> no, I just don't like end. I just don't like like the uh the inside like i'm the tortured soul so i can't love you i just i hate myself so much so i can never allow me to love somebody like you you're too pure for me i hate that it's stupid that's not that's not how the real world works and that these books don't all right give us a general breakdown of how these relationships work in these so i mean there is a, a like a tinge of that but it's not the main plot point there is only hand holding (laughs) <laughs> and only there and is a standard courtship period yes. they have supervised or chaperone dates mm-hmm. no. they so, have to approve the okay, relationship so the one with that the I read, pastor only side hugs so the one that i read it also mixes in like like crime and Not stuff because it's obviously about a, a canine unit in the fbi and the one was a um there's this huge crime family like they, they're like a mobster family called the Dupree's. I know, shut up, it sounds stupid, but I love these books so much. And uh, they are trying to keep the sister safe from them 
because the sister is going to testify against her brother because she witnessed somebody murder them. Is this witness? Is this just witness? I don't know what that is. It's a movie. A Harrison Ford movie? Never seen it. He goes to live with Amish people because he oh, has to get close not to a Amish. witness. They're not Amish. But I mean, he oh, has no, to take no, no. on their lifestyle and no, stuff. No, like they're very blatantly like, hey, we're actual cops. Like we're, we're FBI. We're not trying to. It's not witness protection, but that's just what it is. And she, the girl in the first book named Alicia, she witnesses a guy throw a body into the river and she calls in the tip like, hey, this happened. And the guy was shooting at us. I don't know what to do. And she goes to the police station and they call in the um the crime unit because the dog that the guy has is a water search dog and they're only two hours from where they're at and the person that they described looks like the person who was in witness protection and they couldn't get a hold of her so then he ends up like staying with her and trying to protect her and her son and her dad trying to figure out like or trying to get this crime family and get this person down that has a hit out on this girl and it's i i know it's dumb but i love them so where does jesus come in um, you know, it's actually not, it, it, it's like they pray in the book. Like she's like, it's just like a quick, like uh, he went out to search for this and I just sent a quick prayer up to God. And like, it's like in the title is like contemporary Christian romance is what like the actual genre is called, uh-huh. but it's not like completely overstated in the book. It is like, I just sent a prayer to God or I sent a quick prayer up to God three or four times in the book. So they just mention God occasionally and that's considered a Christian novel. Yeah, apparently. And this is what gets you off. It doesn't get me off. I just enjoy the books. Mm-mm. <laughs> Jane, what is your beef for this week? <sighs> My beef. It's uh, toenails. <sighs> it was years ago. I was a younger woman. <laughs> I was, a, was a young lass and I... Was living in a cottage off the <laughs> Fisherman's Wharf in New Hampshire. I was like, keep going. <laughs> I'm listening. And I said a prayer. <laughs> you guys are the worst. This is why I didn't tell you sooner that I love these books. You can love whatever you want. I mean, like, except for like children. Don't do that. I mean, I love kids. I mean, it's not in that way. Yeah, don't. And those dogs that be fucking in these books. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> They're hardworking individuals. Okay, so my beef, my beef is with, uh, gender reveal parties and not in the, I mean, in the way where nobody's talking about that right now. Right. Yeah. Nobody at all. Um, not in the way that they like started wildfires, although yes, fuck those people. I mean, that's part of it. Wait, you're okay with those ones? No, I just mean like, that's not what, I mean, it is what sparked this, but I've had a problem with them (laughs) all along. That's what sparked this. (laughs) I made a joke. I didn't mean to. Fire humor. (laughs) It's a boy. (laughs) The whole goddamn world knows. So, if I don't know if anybody remembers 10 years ago. I remember 10 years ago. There were no gender reveal we, parties. We were alive. I yeah. know. Everybody at this table was alive. There were, that was not a thing. You literally like, you sent out your baby shower invite and it said, it's a boy or it's a girl and anybody or it's a human. We don't know the gender, whatever, or we don't care about the gender. But like, no, I'm pretty sure it's mostly always been boys and girls. Well, yes, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> not trying to put anything on anyone. No, this is 10 years ago. Well, it's true. 10 years ago, they didn't care. I mean, my my nephew was 10, and when my sister found out that she was having a boy, it was a very... She found out around Thanksgiving, or no, she found out she was pregnant around Thanksgiving, 
And anyways, found out around my mom's birthday and we were all together for my mom's birthday party and she got her like a like a boy grandma like yeah. onesie and it was just a very close family. It, yeah. was, it well, was something small. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like pyrotechnics. Yeah. I mean, my nephew is 8. We did nothing like right. that. Like and it literally his baby shower invites went out and they were blue and everybody knew she was having a boy. Like that's how you found out and anybody closer to you you just announced to them that right you were having a boy girl or you weren't finding out the gender and then you bought or or sent like gender neutral colors so yellow and green and or whatever you felt like getting again 10 years ago you don't have to i know (laughs) so we're just so like set in that way now that we we just don't want to step on any toes yeah so i just i don't know i have a problem with like this overstimulation of like having to put out there and like do this big show for everyone because half the time it's not for your family it's for social media it's to be able to put a video of you you know pulling a little cannon and it's pink smoke or blue smoke or whatever and with in some cases with zero regard for what it's doing to the people around you the environment around you any of that but even still even if you do like the little cake thing like it's another day out of people's like lives I don't know if you bring... We had a debate earlier whether or not you bring gifts or not to a gender reveal party. I still feel like you might. I, so, I don't... I And I'm on the boat where I don't think that yeah. you do. I think people I don't could. Know. I'm not saying that it's required, but I think people could. So I've been to a gender reveal party and I didn't bring a gift, so I'm sorry if so I was So you were just dead. <laughs> I don't... It just... It's, what was that laugh? I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you have to think... Okay, so like the gender reveal is... I don't know. I've never been pregnant, but what? Maybe four to five months into the pregnancy? I think it's four. So another three months down the road, two months down the road, you're doing a baby shower. Like, right. that's a lot for people and, to plan and do. Like, just mm-hmm. calm the hell down. So like, and and, and if I were, when I, when I do have children, because I do want to have children in the future, if I were to do a, a gender reveal, it would be more of a thing with my, my closest family and my closest friends. It would just be like, Hey, come over. We're just going to have like a little, I'm, I'm going to throw some wings on the grill. Not, not the ones that don't have the bones in them. The actual bone-in wings <laughs> on the grill, and uh, I'm going to cut into a cake. You guys like cake, right? You don't yeah. care what color it is? I don't care. Cool. The, and that- I won't care about the gender reveal, but at all. <laughs> but you just want the fucking wings. He I, heard cake. I mean, sure. I, that's the thing. I don't, and I don't, I don't think it's just because I'm a guy that I don't care about this. I don't think in general... People are as hyped up about the gender of your baby as you are. As you are. Exactly. Well, and I mean, to the point of what I was not trying to step on anybody's toes about, in the society that we live in today where we're trying to like be inclusive. Well, be inclusive, break down gender normalities and, and you know, stereotypical gender roles and all of that. I don't know that putting fo- so much focus on the baby's gender is I don't know is the is the best thing you know I right. I mean I'm not saying I don't know I don't know that I'll be that mom that's like we're not assigning a gender to our baby until they grow up you know and decide what they want to be I don't know that I am that extreme but well but I mean it I think we can agree that it is weird that we do put that much emphasis on it from the get-go right like it you're not I think if you're excited about having a baby you're excited about the child mm-hmm. like you're not going to be angry that it's a boy or a girl you're just like i'm having this child there are people who are angry yeah but no i i I have a friend right now who's pregnant and she doesn't know what she's having yet 
and she was like just send me all your boy vibes and then somebody was like i hope it's a girl and she literally said fuck off unfriend me she should have an abortion <gasps> frank i'm sorry if you're if, that upset that if your you're gonna be yeah. angry that there's a 50 percent chance that you're not gonna like your child because they came out with a penis or a vagina they should not have a child yeah i i well and you know to that point so many people who want babies who cannot have them and you're going to be pissed because your baby doesn't have the gender you wanted it to have. I, but no, I just, it just, it feels. I think a lot of it is like in, inherited too. Like well, it's, it is. I mean, baby showers were, oh, you're having a girl. Here are all these crazy pink things for a girl because a girl should wear dresses and a girl should wear pink and a girl, right. you know, and so... And there was, um, when my, my cousin was pregnant, we laid down a, like, a very strict rule, like, we don't want to go overboard on the pink. Mm-hmm. Just, you, there are other girl clothes out there that are different colors. Mm-hmm. I, she, everything that she wears does not have to be pink. Yeah. So... I, and a lot of things are um, so theme based now too. I which, do like that, which is which is really good too about like the like the baby showers too because they won't overload. Yeah, that. Like, like you have like a jungle theme or, or like a Winnie the Pooh, yeah. and like most of their clothes are Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, or the decorations I, or the invites or all of that are not like gender specific, right? Which I think a lot of that is is due to that inclusive behavior that yeah. we're doing. I I don't know. I guess I just. Like I was, Mo and I were discussing this prior to the podcast when I was still making dinner that I don't want to wait to find out the gender. Like I'm, you know, if I'm going to the appointment, I don't want to wait to cut into a cake. I'm here for a reason. Like, tell me what the baby is. Yeah. And then I'm going to call everybody who's important to me right after that and say, hey, it's a whatever, you know. I, I I don't know if I'll even call people. I'll be like, if they ask, I'll tell them. Well, like but your mom, your dad. If she asks, I'll tell her. Your mom is going to want to know. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell, like, I, I, you guys know I'm horrible at keeping secrets. I know, that's so, why you can't have a dinner yeah. reveal party, because everybody's going to know before the party. I would love to do one, like, like a small, small baby one, with, like, six people. Oh, mm-hmm. a small baby one, as opposed to uh-huh. when they're, like, a seven-year-old, and you yeah. have a gender reveal party for them? Hey. Mo just wants know. the attention. Mm-hmm. That's why <laughs> any of these people do these parties. I like attention. They want the attention. I didn't get enough Even of it as a child. the creator of the gender reveal party has since come out and said, hey, maybe this wasn't the greatest idea. And even herself had a child that later it turns out they were Mm non-binary. So the gender reveal party was pointless from the get-go. Well, and I wonder what that would make your child feel like should they turn out non-binary or transsexual to go back and, and see that and like that celebration, like how that would feel. I mean, I don't know. probably among uh, the majority of things in their life, pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I don't like gender reveal parties. The end. Cool. The majority <laughs> of the internet is behind you right now. <laughs> uh, as long as we're just shitting on things with our beef, which I guess is the point of our beef. My beef this week is with creepy guys. Ugh. So... There's a friend of ours having an issue with... Uh, I won't go into details because it's her thing to share, not mine. But in general, I keep seeing these stories about guys that cross lines with women that they are not in relationships with. It, even if you're in a relationship, 
There are still barriers that you don't cross over. And it's just general creepy behavior that makes it hard on guys like me that I'm not saying I'm 100% creep free. There's probably things that I do or have done that could make women uncomfortable. But it makes it very hard for me to want to interact on social media. Mm -hmm. Like I find myself second guessing posts that I could make or comments that I could make Mm -hmm. because I worry that I will come off like those guys. Yeah. And I, and there's a lot of guys that make these posts that were like, well, because women, we can't do this stuff anymore. I don't fucking blame women for that. I blame the creep guys that do it. Yep. They're the ones that give everyone a bad rap and make it so that we can't all have fun on the internet. And that's all I want to do. I like to make jokes. I like to post things that, you know, sarcastic things. And and every time I go to, I'm like, what if they take this the wrong way? Right. And then there's no undoing that. And I would feel bad if I made someone feel uncomfortable. So I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. No, and... Like, I understand, like, guys feel like they can't... A lot of guys feel like they can't even approach a girl anymore for fear of doing the wrong thing. But honestly and truly, like, if you feel like it might cross a line, just don't say it. Like Exactly. That, if you have to question it in your yeah. head. Also, guaranteed the thing that you're saying that's disgusting was still disgusting 10 years ago, but we're just not afraid to talk about it now. That's it. There's no way that any of these guys can't have seen these other examples. Right. Seeing these other guys get dragged and called out for their not cool behavior. Mm-hmm. And you you can't for a second go, gee, I wonder if I've done anything. Well, here's a here's a, an example of this. And so I'm in a group on Facebook. And today a gentleman sent an unsolicited dick pic to a girl in the group uh-huh. with his full body. I mean, face and everything. So first of all, rookie mistake. Don't ever show your face. No, God, no. Um, but sent it to a girl who immediately posted in this group and was like, okay, and this happens a lot, guys. So be aware these groups exist. So if you send your pee pee, we're going to post it and be like, anybody know this pee pee? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but so lo and behold, because, you know, Northeast Ohio is not a really big place. Yeah. Uh, somebody knew him and his girlfriend found out. And oh, so he's now texting this girl telling her that he ruined her, that she ruined his life and he's never going to see his daughter again. No, sir. That's on you. Yeah. Also, the girl that posted it deleted the original post because the girlfriend was attacking her. So not only does your shitty behavior have an effect on your personal relationships, it does on other people as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, there are, there's always going to be those within, on this, within the same group that don't help the cause. Exactly. But, no, I, how would you think that that was that person's fault? You willingly put yourself out there like that, knowing that it was creepy. Like, there's, if you thought that it was okay, why wouldn't you just post it on your feed? Like exactly. on a post that they make, just comment like, here's my dick. Exactly. And then everyone can see yeah. it if you think it's okay. Also, guys, there is, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I guarantee you not a single guy has gotten laid from an unsolicited dick pic. 
I I can't say never because okay, it is a very rare one in one hundred guys gets laid from an unsolicited. I, I would pick. even go one in one thousand. Like it is not a, starting up a a casual and interesting conversation will get you laid more quickly than a picture of your dick. Also, if you send me a picture of your dick, I'm going to creep on your Facebook and I'm going to send it to your mom. Yep. I mean, I'll put a sticker over it because your mom doesn't want to see your pee-pee, but I'll say, hey, look at the way your son talks to women. Oh, no, I'm going to send her your pee-pee because I've done it multiple times. My favorite is there's a trend on Twitter now that when guys send dick pics, there is this pre-typed message that's like, Hello, this is the whatever local <laughs> yeah. police authorities. Uh, this picture has been automatically sent to us and we'll be in contact or whatever. Uh, please reply stop if this has been a mistake. And it's immediately guys like, stop, stop. And mm-hmm. my favorite is the one where girls are like, oh, I can't see that. What is it? And oh, yeah. they have to try to explain what it is. He goes, he goes, oh, was it like a, a bad picture? Because I have a porn blocker on my phone mm-hmm. and it blocks automatically gory pictures. If it was a mistake, I can turn it off. And he goes, no, I was it, it's it, whatever. It's not. Don't yeah. worry about it. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I have a porn blocker and it immediately. Noti- it was like the, an amalgamation of the two. Somebody was like, I have a porn blocker and it immediately notifies the cops. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and there's no. Even if you've known this person for a long time and then now they decide to go, hey, these things that you did and this thing that you said, it wasn't cool. It doesn't mean that it was cool back then. Exactly. Because they changed their mind. No, it was still uncool then. Maybe they just didn't know it was uncool. Maybe you talked to someone that was like, well... I trust this person, so this must be okay. No, it was still uncool back then. I went, when I was in high school, there were probably things that happened or like, I distinctly remember being at a party when I was in high school mm-hmm. and all of the guys around me, like guys that I went to school with who were being kind, like trying to protect us, yeah. but told every girl at that party, Hey, there's this creepy neighbor dude who comes over. Don't let him get near you. He'll probably rape you in the woods. And they were all like, Okay, FYI, see you later. Yeah. You know, like, not like, hey, maybe we should tell this guy not to come onto our property. They were like, girls, protect yourself because this guy might try to rape you. Yeah. And it's always, the, it's always yeah. girls choose better, not boys be better. Well, and at the yeah. time, I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, yeah, good, good call. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. You're, you're a kind man. <laughs> I'm not going to question that you hang out with Rapey McRape right. face. Exactly. <laughs> I that that's it. That's my beef. Just just guys, just do better, man. Come on. I I, I wanna have fun on the internet and you're really cramping that style. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. And it's a bummer that people are still going through this shit. Like Amen. It, it bothers the shit out of me that women still after years of them making the point that it's not okay, there are still guys that don't get it. And it's like, what do they have to do? What does anyone have to do? I don't know. But that's it. Let's talk about their beef. (laughs) (laughs) So, their beef this week. It, in a way, it is political, but the argument that happened wasn't necessarily about politics. Okay. So, there is a... Oh, I'm sorry. I prematurely left our beef because we got some beefs. I didn't know if you were going to do that during their beef. Yeah. No. Uh, so, 
our beef also includes listener suggestions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and super listener Ashley sent in a slew of beefs that she has this week. So as promised, we will dive into them a little bit. Uh, so number one, they're not being summer concerts this year. Yeah, that kind of blows. She says, I know COVID, but I just really miss them. That's fair. I think we all feel that way. We yeah. do. Yeah, like, yeah for sure. the, the fact that we will probably not see any concerts this year is like for the first time in a minute. Yeah, well, and it just... Even it, if it's just local things, yeah. we would still go see them. Exactly. Like, I planned on going to see Backstreet Boys this summer. Yeah. I had tickets. I wanted to go to... Oh, yeah, you did? Yeah, mm-hmm. he had tickets. I wanted to go to Buckeye's Country Superfest in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See Florida Georgia Line. That'd have been a good time. Uh, Number two... Live action Mulan being behind premiere access of thirty dollars. Yeah, and that's bullshit. I, it, because it's Disney, I have a problem with it. Disney, you got enough money. Well, like, stop it. Not only is it thirty dollars, it's you have to pay for the subscription on top of the thirty dollars. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I know that. I, there are people who have a problem with like paying that much money for movies that are released, and for like small studios and things like that. Like, there's no other way for them to make their money. So I'm cool with it when it's a small studio. Yeah. And and things like that. But Disney, you, if you it have was enough like, money. If it was like A24 or something, yeah. and they were like, hey, you got to pay $30 to watch this movie, I'd be like, cool, I'll pay $30. Yeah. But yeah, no. And Disney's already going to make a fuck ton. They're already projecting to get more new accounts because of this than they did with Hamilton. Which is And crazy. they got a fuck ton of new accounts with right. Hamilton. Yeah, you're good. Uh, number three... People trying to cut in line at Cane's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone had to wait in line. So do you, buddy in a Jeep. Yep. Because that double, it's the double uh, drive through I have the same problem at like... Um, Are they a double drive through mm-hmm. Because well, it wraps around the... Well, it wraps around the building. I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you have the same problem at like McDonald's when it's like lunch hour. Well, yeah. I she's probably going to the one in Kent just because of where they live. So I don't know what the setup looks like there. But I think it's the same thing as what you get into like at Cane's in Canton or at the Taco Bell up here on Manchester Road, mm-hmm. which is you can come in from two different directions. And yeah. so the people who are in line, there's people coming from the side trying to butt into line instead of going and getting in line behind everybody Oh, else. I run into that problem at the Dunkin' Donuts on Cleveland Avenue yeah. all the time. It's horrible. And for anyone, Cane's is the chicken finger place. Oh, yeah. Which Raisin is Cane's, chicky fingies. Delicious. So good. So, We're getting a, yeah. a new chicky place, too. Yeah, I would be very pissed if someone cut me in line trying to get me some canes. Mm-hmm. I'll fight someone over that sauce. Number four, picking and choosing your battles with your dog, i.e. dog jumps on bed, you tell dog to get off bed, dog jumps off bed, then dog looks at you and jumps back on bed, vicious cycle where you give up and the dog is sleeping comfortable on the bed. I would give up and just let the dog on the bed. I have a cat. You can't tell it what to do, so. I I can't back Ashley on this one because I'm like, my dog's going to sleep on the floor. They're going to be so uncomfy. Come up here, baby. Come snuggle me. So I mean, I have also never tried to keep a dog off a of bed. Any animal, for that matter. Yeah. I, generally, I will assert my need for space over them more than other people. Like, if there's a dog in the way of where my feet go... I will push the dog with my foot. Not hard. Like, not. Just, just nudge it. Yeah. I will just, like, place it up against their body and then push them. 
So my my brother actually trained his dog really well. He sits and waits until you tell him to get up on the bed mm-hmm. because he want he knows that you have to get cozy because he wants to lay at your feet. Yeah. So he just sits there and looks at me and I'm like, all right, come on. So I don't have that issue. Uh, well, Daisy. So Daisy was my childhood dog, the only dog I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't tell her what to do, but she was never a real like get in the bed and snuggle with you kind of dog. I don't know if it was just because my mom and dad's bed was so high, which that was my mom's dog. Oh, she did every once in a while. She, would, she joined me a couple times. She would if you called her in, but like it wasn't like every she didn't night. Do it out of- yeah, like every night when you mm-hmm. went to bed, she didn't jump up and snuggle. Mostly because my dad would not let her in the bed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but she would just lay on the floor. Yeah. Well, there are some dogs that just don't like it too, because I like from the time Harley, which is one of my mm-hmm. childhood dogs, from the time he was a puppy, I'd try to get him to sleep in the bed with me. He didn't like it. He would jump down and sleep on the floor. I think it's cooler. Yeah. Some dogs just yeah. like it. And he's, yeah. he's a big boy. So in other words, just let Mia sleep in the bed with you because we know that's who you're yelling at, Ashley. And yeah. she is a sweet, precious little angel and you do not yell at her. Tough titties, lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five, watching your pets get older hate that shit wish they would live forever agreed not not forever i i would want is there a particular expiration date you would like your animals (laughs) no i would just i just wish that they could live as long as you lived because i wouldn't want like i wouldn't want it to accidentally push the burden onto somebody else well or you especially if someone doesn't want that animal or and then it just ends up in a shelter anyways well i think the animal would end up if you had an animal your entire life they'd end up heartbroken without you so exactly I think there's but to her point i understand her point it's i i get what she's saying yeah, it is the hardest thing about owning a pet is the fact that they will never be around for as long as you are or or as long as you'd want yeah i still cry over tupac so i get it uh Number six, therapy getting a bad rap or being told, in quotations, I don't need therapy. That's what friends are for. Nope. Trust me. Everyone could use some therapy. I actually saw a post on Twitter that got a lot of action on it. Maybe not the kind they had hoped, but someone was like, you don't need therapy. That's what your significant other is for. No, 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 no. And there was a lot of debate in the comments on that one. And I was surprised. I thought that a lot more people would agree that professionals should be therapists, not people that you, that's what I agree with. That's not their job. I I think that in a healthy relationship, you should be able to share hardships with your significant other. Share hardships, sure. They are not there to fix your issues. They are not there to give you permanent fixes to issues that you need help coping with. Because they won't know how. They're not professionals. They don't know how to help you. And to put that burden on them is unfair. unfair. Like They don't know how to help you cope with what you're going through. They can give you suggestions. They can tell you what works for them. But honestly, if if I were to tell Brian, hey, Brian you know i got abandonment issues and he'd be like oh have you tried this i'd be like well fuck you you're not a professional you don't tell me what to do <laughs> i mean that's just my personal opinion i mean i i just if you feel like you need therapy don't listen to whoever is telling you and this is not directed at ashley it's directed at anybody yeah if you feel like you need therapy go get therapy fuck whoever tells you you don't need it get the help you need i could literally go on about this for hours so i mean also therapy isn't just about finding ways to cope no like yeah they will give that to you and they will help you with that but also it's about getting down to the root of your issues exactly and if you don't know how to dig quite down into that right 
you can't help them. No. Exactly. Like, you don't know the questions and the threads to pull on when someone's talking to you. Like, you have to be a very active listener to have that knowledge. And that's literally what these people spent hours and hours and hours of training and schooling for. Yeah. So... Go to a therapist if you feel like you need therapy. Yes. And last but not least... Ashley says, people making rude comments about ethnic hair. Uh, Don't talk about anybody's hair. You don't know what they do with it. You don't know what their ethnicity is. Also, don't touch it. Don't touch people's hair in general. Don't. Don't. Don't touch anybody's shit, man. Like, even if I had amazing hair, I wouldn't want people touching it. Also, don't. It's okay to compliment people on their hair. But I wouldn't go to Jane and be like, hey, Jane, you know, your hair, it, it's not real. It's real fuzzy today. Did you not, like, brush it? I didn't think you'd notice. <laughs> did you not brush your hair today? No, I did, but I didn't blow dry it. Uh, it looks like your hair to me. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, even if it isn't, like, if even if it's not someone going, hey, your hair looks like shit, it is stuff like that. It's like, oh, you you look different today when they just didn't do anything with it. Right. Or they didn't put product in it and right. straighten it and stuff. Like, she she does. She's mixed, mm-hmm. and she has very curly it's hair. It's beautiful. It is. I it is. It's hair. great hair. And also, she said that- I've only seen her hair, I think, with- like when she's done something to it, yeah. I can only imagine how beautiful it is without all that product in it. There was one time she came into work when we worked together that she had actually straightened it. I couldn't imagine and that. And she looked like a different person. I bet. <laughs> I was like, this, I know you probably, can't do this anymore. She probably still looked like the beautiful Ashley that she is. But just picture their hair is an extension of themselves. You wouldn't walk up and touch some random person's face or say, hey, can I touch your face? You don't do that to people. So don't do it to their hair. Also, her hair smells good, like, all the time. Yeah. And she will tell you it's Cantu. She will. She will tell it's you it's Cantu. Yeah, I know. I, I asked her, well, I, I said something about it one time, and she told me, and God damn it, I look at it every time, and I'm like, I have white people hair. I can't, <laughs> I can't put that in my hair. But I'm like, but it smells so good. It does smell good. <laughs> so thank you for submitting your beefs with us. Uh, follow Ashley's lead. If you comment when we ask for them, we will read them. We love you, we Ashley. Promise. Thanks for being cool. Uh, actually, can one of you check real quick and make sure that someone didn't uh, also comment on the post? Absolutely not. So that we can try and get them in before we finish tonight. No. And then I don't feel like a jackass being like, yeah, we'll definitely read your comment. And then they're like, hey, I love one. Um, you didn't read it. And I'd be like, well. Nope, Ashley was the only one. Okay. Oh, of course. Cool. Moving on to their beef. So, as I was saying, <laughs> there is a gentleman by the name of Matt Getz. He is a U.S. congressman, mm-hmm. a representative of Florida, uh-huh. and he is up for re-election this year. Right. There is a actor by the name of John Cryer, who many of you may know from the show Two and a Half Men. <laughs> and the movie 16 Candles? Yeah, I think or so. Or Pretty in Pink? One of the two, where he played the character Ducky. He's the one that didn't go away on Two and a Half Men, in yes. case you don't know. So, actually, their beef is kind of about that. So, John Cryer uh, endorsed the person running against Matt Getz. 
saying Rep. Matt Getz invited a white supremacist to the State of the Union, attempted to intimidate a federal witness, and endorsed a psychopathic bigot who applauded the deaths of migrants for Congress. I just donated to his opponent. Matt Getz replied back, saying, Charlie Sheen totally carried two and a half men. Uh, okay. John Cryer replied back, saying, Is that why, after he left, it lasted for four more years and I won an Emmy for Best Actor in a Comedy? And for what it's worth, this wasn't meant as a slam on Charlie. He was undeniably the star of the show and a fantastic actor. Despite his issues, we had many more highs than lows. But you can't say he carried a show that lasted four years without him. Matt Getz had the final say, saying, What's an Emmy? An award Hollywood gives itself. I win elections. <laughs> and that's it. Whew. So, in this Twitter beef between a U.S. congressman and a Hollywood actor about a show that is no longer on TV, who do we back? <laughs> Cryer. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question here that you have to you have to back Cryer. I mean, also, just a beautiful little nutshell of the sad state of pol- politics in our country. Also, Just the country sir, in general. Yeah. If yeah. You, ha- you have a re-election to worry about. Why right. are you getting into Twitter beefs? He is famously a dick. Embroiled in many beefs with Hollywood actors. He got into one with Ron Perlman. Oh, Ron Perlman will fucking destroy him. He did verbally. I love Ron <laughs> Perlman. <laughs> and there were a couple other ones that he got into it with. But. His, him slamming... Um, our president on i feel dirty saying his name our president on don't call him twitter, our president the president on twitter um, i will is look to rule number one of the podcast is but continue the only reason i follow him on twitter that's all i was gonna say no so you say john cryer jane yep john cryer okay uh i mean yeah it, taking politics out of it my bad. God <laughs> damn it. I was just, uh, my phone vibrated. I was just checking it, making sure it wasn't important. Because you have a problem. I was making sure it wasn't my husband. Yeah. Tell me, burn the house down or something. Ain't nothing you can do about it now. Make sure he got Boomer out. Make sure he got Boomer out of the house. Uh, yeah, taking politics out of their beef, that he makes the fantastic point that the show went on without him. Right. I mean... Like, yeah, it... Well, I mean, if he won an Emmy for the show, then yeah, it did reach as many highs as it did with Charlie Sheen. Exactly. I mean, I mean and Charlie Sheen was good on the show, but it was still thing. it was still good after he left. I don't like the show all that much. Oh, I liked it. But a lot of people did, and a lot of people kept watching after he left. Yeah. So you can't completely disregard one half of the show's stars. Exactly. Also, uh, just proof that you had nothing to say and contest to what he said about you because you just went on a personal attack about a show yeah. that wasn't that that had nothing to do with what you were talking about and also wasn't true clearly based on the way you know what John Cryer said with the four extra years and the Emmy. So that's because John Cryer was right, and that's all I'll say because we can't do politics. I'm not talking about the politics of it. I'm spe- specifically <laughs> speaking to the retort and how yeah. it was very clear that he had nothing to say to retort what he's yeah right yeah i got you i got you yeah i mean if john cryer really wanted to go into the real intricacies of u.s elections he could have also made a similar comeback but he chose not to (laughs) he's the bigger man the bigger half man well congratulations john cryer 
Got Beef Podcast would support you in an election were you to run. Also, in we a support you in fight. this election of you as the winner of this beef. Yes. Also, in a physical fight with this man that you're having a Twitter beef with. I guess maybe, yeah, probably. Yeah. He'll just bring his friend Charlie Sheen in and then it'll all be fine. And Charlie Sheen will like spit like tiger uh, blood Don, on him yeah. or something. <laughs> Inject himself with that Adonis DNA. Yep. Yeah. You don't want none of that DNA. <laughs> you don't want none of this Dewey. <laughs> he's got he's got the hiv. You don't want none of that. Well, that's true. Uh, okay. s- speaking of 2000s references. Hey. Oh, is that the only there beef that you had? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, most disappointed. Yep, I guess. <laughs> we usually have more than one, so I wanted to make sure that we weren't We like, can go back to the chicken wing thing. No. I, I don't know if we hashed that out entirely. <laughs> we did. Okay, so it's on to questionable beef. Do you want to do the jingle? Is it red? Is it blue? Is it green? Is it yellow? We don't really know, but it's questionable beef. Thank you. It's You're beautiful. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> I change it up every week. I keep you on toes. Okay, so on Sunday... On Sunday, I turned 32 years young. Old shit. I think it makes me old for saying I'm 32 years young. That's like what what moms put in their dating profiles. 56 years young with three children. But no. I I enjoy reading, walking on the beach, and long trips to my refrigerator. And checking one of two copies of an audiobook out from the library. Christian contemporary romance. I wish somebody would sweep me off my feet. Like Agent Leo Gallagher did. Well, with well, his silently striking, sending a prayer to Jesus. With his striking green eyes and his chocolate lab named True. Christian Mingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy belated birthday. Thank you. You old uh, shit. Yeah. Well, so speaking of me being old, so this is in conjunction with another party coming up in a... Conjunction. Well, not in conjunction. Like, they're not related. function? <laughs> but there's another... <laughs> Oh boy. Descended into chaos. <laughs> yes, it did. There's another birthday party coming up in a couple of months that is going to be 2000s themed, which made me feel even older because I didn't know that my childhood and teenage years were now to the point that they could be themed, but then again. They're now the equivalent of the 80s. They are. It was parties. 20 years ago. It was, it was 20 years ago. It was 80s parties when we were kids. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm old, and so because I'm old, I want to be nostalgic, and we're going to talk about our favorite things from the 2000s or 2010s, depending. There's a little bit of a gauge gap, so high school was more 2010s for Mo than mm-hmm. 2000s. So, but so, we graduated in the mid 2000s. Yes. So, yeah. So somewhere in that 10 year span, tell me about your favorite thing or the thing that you miss the most from it. Who's going first? Mo. Um. What I miss the most is getting up before school and watching like the VH1 morning music videos. Uh, pop up video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pop up video. It was just a. Uh, okay. it, was, it was their countdown. Yeah, it was okay. like an hour long countdown, and hearing like they included every style of music. Like mm-hmm. there was rock, rap, hip hop, everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing songs on there and trying to. Rem- I remember watching the video for Bat Country by Avenged Sevenfold. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like walking to school that day, just going back country. That song's called back country, back country, back country. It's called back country. I need to remember this so I can download it when I get home. It's called back country, back country. And I still fucking forgot what it was called. Of course, because you always do. And then um, I was watching the video the next morning because it came on again. And my mom walked out and she told me I wasn't allowed to listen to it anymore. Oh, mom. So was it only VH1 that you watched in the morning? Or? Um, it was only VH1 I watched in the morning. 
Um, when I, see, I seem to recall they were MTV didn't do stuff in the morning. No, it was it was always afternoon. Yeah. Um. So afternoons, I would get home. I'd watch uh, TLC or TCL, whatever it's called. Was TRL. It? TRL. TRL. Thank you. Why couldn't my brain was like stay in your fucking lane? Wait, what did I write down? Oh, I totally wrote down TRL. <laughs> um, but I would watch TRL with Carson. Carson Daly. Daly. Yep. Yes. I couldn't remember his last name. Um, and then late at night, because I'm an insomniac, I would watch Fuse TV. They would do the metal oh, show. Yeah. I remember when Fuse came on like cable. Like that was a yeah, cool that new was, channel. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly like alternative-ish. Yeah. And I was going through like my emo phase then. So it was real cool. Right. Well, that's why because before it was Fuse, it was much music. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. did not know that either. And they had a uh, like late night. I think it was called like late night, uh, like strip dancing or something. Yeah. Like underwear dancing. Was it, was it a TV pants show? Pants off, dance off. Yeah, pants off, dance off. I yeah. loved pants off, dance off because mm-hmm. um, the girl, girl from a full, uh, full House. That Jody was the big, yeah, that was the big controversy. She went on pants off, dance off. Mm-hmm. Well, she was the host of it. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, I thought she was just on it. No, no, it she was, was the host. Shows you how much I watch pants off, dance off. That and uh, the man show that was my I love sexual awakening. But (laughs) girls jumping on trampolines. Who was your favorite? (laughs) Uh, I don't remember the names. I just know that they had boobs and I liked boobs. Mine was Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that one's titty almost popped out. (laughs) And I just kept watching. I was like, like enthralled with it. (laughs) I loved the man show, not for the boobs. Although I I I like boobs, but not the way that Mo likes boobs. Huh? Adam Kroll is a cunt. Yeah. Well, and even looking back at it, like, it not was... a show that could be on TV now. Oh, <laughs> no, it, was it is definitely very, a product of its time. Yeah. Very offensive. Yeah, very offensive. Uh, yeah. Remember those creepy guys we were talking about earlier? That's, yeah. that's Adam Kroll. They, they watch Man Show now. I also miss waking up at like 3 a.m. to a uh, lowrider playing because the George Lopez show is starting. <laughs> yeah. I miss that. I miss that a lot. Yeah. Someone, uh, someone posted a TikTok that was the getting woken up at 3 a.m. when you fell asleep on the couch and it was the video of the do you want to own America's greatest love songs and it was like <laughs> Celine Dion singing Monsters of Rock man Monsters of Rock yeah. was great that's like literally so I don't know if you remember the Monsters of Rock commercial but it's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing mm-hmm. there are so many rock songs like 80s hair like ballads that I only know like 10 to 15 seconds of because, because of the commercial. Of commercial. Yeah. I, I remember singing it, like singing, I don't even remember. I think it was like Girls, Girls, Girls. I was singing. My mom goes, How do you know that song? <laughs> was on the commercial, mom. <laughs> Just like uh, Jalen, my my niece who is um, 17, she would sing commercial jingles. Mm-hmm. And you remember the Viva Viagra commercial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was in Coles with my sister and she was probably seven and she just starts screaming out viva viagra and my sister's like what <laughs> but that was me with girls 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 yeah uh yeah uh, i also watched vh1 in the mornings because yeah they had, they had the a badass countdown they did and what's weird was they had a lot of similarities to trl like the ones that were on there mm-hmm. but they also had different stuff and i was like who were you polling to get your countdown right. that MTV isn't because also from they, what I remember they didn't have an actual person on there talking it was just music videos back to back they eventually did like they weren't as a they showed pretty much all of the music videos mm-hmm. like in their entirety right and yeah the person would only show up like every five yeah. videos or so rather than every in between like it was with TRL yeah and yeah. play like 30 seconds right yeah 
or sometimes talk. I hated when you got to number one on TRL and they would talk to the point where they could only play like five seconds of it as they went out. And I was like, mm-hmm. I waited all <laughs> freaking day for NSYNC. Come on, man. Yep. Guess what? It's it's going to be me again. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only time you got to hear it. No, it wasn't. I know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it was. There was a lot of music that that's I can only hear it on TRL. Yeah. Like, Same. Yeah, YouTube didn't exist, man. No. Mm-mm. Or Spotify or any of that. Is that all of yours? Yeah, it's all of mine. Okay. Good, good, good answers. Thanks, babe. Uh, so it took me a while. Yeah. So it did. I also mm-hmm. am going to say in the music vein, and I'm going to say all encompassing, I, I miss pop punk only because it still meant that there could be rock music played on the mainstream. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like I you you hardly hear it on the radio anymore. Like maybe once every couple of years. There's that one song A that, single song might break through. And right now we're still going through Zombie by Bad Wolves. That's yeah. still played on mainstream radio. But uh, Zombie by Bad Wolves is harder than some, but I think other than that, you would look at like Imagine Dragons, right? Or Shut Up and Dance with Me as like the rock songs, quote right. unquote. Mm-hmm. That and this was back when you actually had legitimate rock bands and legitimate rock music played on the radio mm-hmm. and in the top twenty. Like how many times were Blink One Eighty Two or Good Charlotte, yeah, uh-huh. or Fall Out Boy on TRL? Yeah, like they were part of the top ten, right? And I miss Good Charlotte. They don't hold up. Good Charlotte well. does not hold up. No. I'll still jam some Good Charlotte. I heard what? Oh God! What Good Charlotte song did I hear? It was so random. It's the one about his dad. Uh, Is that a hold on? No, there's a song and I can't remember. But um, I don't remember one about their dad. I'll have to look it up. I'll look it up while you keep talking. But I heard it and I was like, Good Lord, this is angsty. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of the when it. When pop punk became much more emo was when I kind of fell out of it. But when it was still like pretty upbeat and pretty fun, yeah, I, I was still very much into it. Actually, there was a lot of music that I didn't listen to at the time because my brother was emo at the time. <laughs> and I refused to listen to it because I thought that would make me like him. So I've discovered a lot of music like 10 to 15 years later what song is it it's called hey dad oh, <laughs> oh how, how did you because that was not like a radio single it, no i had good charlotte's um first out al- no i guess not their first album but like their first big album which mm-hmm. was um lifestyles the rich and the famous yes yeah, yeah. so it was on that album oh. but yeah pop punk was a lot of fun I you know what's sad I listen to uh, the chronicles of life and death by good charlotte that album mm-hmm. so much i remembered I couldn't remember the name of my favorite Good Charlotte song, but I remembered the track number on the album. Oh yeah, you, you always had track. You you had track numbers. I was track memorized. number seven on yeah. on that, and it was predictable, which was uh, one of my uh, favorite Good Charlotte songs. Is a really yeah. good song. Yeah. It's a fucking amazing song, and I, I and the music video was like kind of like Tim Burtony. Do you remember the music video? That whole album was themed very Tim Burtony. It was, and yeah. I really liked. Did that. you have the Life album or the Death album? Oh, that's a good question. I think I had the death album. Mm-hmm. But like it was also fun because yeah, a lot included in that was Green Day because of the American uh, Idiot album. Best you know what? Album ever. I wish that like 
some people want to go back in time to fix their mistakes. I want to listen to American Idiot for the first time over again, like the whole yeah. album. Like go in complete. Like I haven't heard anything from it, and I just want to hear it again. Well, and to for the be, very first time, yeah, to be in that place again, and I think that's part of all of this is like to be in that mindset in that time again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were. I mean, everything was different. Yeah. Like I mean, American Idiot came out as a response to the response to 9-11. Right. Yep. And that was fucking hardcore at that time. <laughs> like, it was. I remember driving around in my Pontiac Sunfire because I was real cool. Blaring American Idiot thinking I was badass. Yeah, like, fuck the man. Yeah, I was. I was like, <laughs> fuck the man, yeah. Take the government down. <laughs> and I'm going to go to college and get a big corporate job. <laughs> but fuck that corporation. 15-year-old me would hate me. <laughs> same um but also like a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the songs in pop punk were mm-hmm. a lot deeper than the stuff that we mm-hmm. had ever heard before it's kind of like the the guy that says deep things but he passes him passes him off as a joke a little bit yeah like fallout boy's lyrics are Dude. very yeah complex yeah. and like yeah there's some fucking rubbish in there somewhere but there are just some lines that they perfectly captured what it was like to be a teenager at that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your favorite Fall Out Boy song? Uh, well, it's weird because Fall Out Boy is a band that I've actually appreciated more after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like when they started making music again full time more recently, I kind of went back through the catalog and I discovered a lot of songs that I didn't hear or like all that much. I think we missed some of Fall Out Boy. So Fall Out Boy really hit like the charts our senior year of high school. And mm-hmm. I, so I think we fell off a little bit of the popular music scene. Or, like, fell off, like, following bands that way. I think that Fall Out Boy, for me, was the fact that I really liked uh, Sugar Were Going Down. Yeah. And then all the other people that also liked them way more than I did played their B-side stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And no, I was like, fair. if that's this fair. is what really Fall Out Boy is, I guess I don't like them all that much. But uh, I, Sugar We're Going Down, I think, still might be my number one. It's a great song. I hear that song, and song. I get fucking hyped. But favorite? favorite too? Yeah, probably. Although I do like Things for the Memories. That That's might that one. might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. But favorite album has got to be Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182. Yeah. I That came out my freshman year. I put it in my CD player, listened to it to and from school. The whole album is great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good and leads well into mine because you, you you hit pop punk as a specific like genre of music. Yeah. But my answer was the music in general and and I say that because I was I was big into a lot of things. I liked the hip hop music of the time. I liked the country music of the time. Mm-hmm. I liked the the pop punk music of the time. I even liked a little bit of the harder rock music of the time. Not as much, but my brother was very into like. Disturbed and, and those types of bands. System so I of a down, System of a Down. Yeah. yeah. So I did listen to some of that as well. And so I miss being able to turn on the radio and turn to any station and be like, I like this song. I like this song. I like this song. I mean, my, my radio, and I feel like my mother, but my radio <laughs> sits almost exclusively on country radio anymore because I can't stand to listen to anything else. Pop is too like electronic and, and clubby for me and rap is too mumbly. Too mumbly sounds a lot the same. There are some that, that make it through. Like, uh, I loved a baby rock star. Great song. Mm-hmm. You know, you love Drake. I love Drake. So some, some artists and some people make it through, but I hate that I can't like 
just enjoy, you know, the different types of music. I mean, I still, you want to get me hype and get me on the dance floor, you're going to put on some Usher or you're going to put on, Damn it. you know, some Chingy or <laughs> some T-Pain, you know, like I'm going to get on the dance floor. That's what I dance to. Um, I miss, I miss hip hop and stuff being like that. Like, I don't know how you dance to mumble rap. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know either. I don't, I don't get it. I think you just, you do it a lot. Like, yeah. Like with anything, I think that they, when you, you grow up with it in your proms and your dances right. and, and then when you graduate high school and you go to clubs and that's also what they're playing, right. you just keep it going. Well, and that's what, I mean, that's part of what I miss. I mean, we were 18, 19. I mean, there was a club that, that you could get into called the Interbelt. It was, um, a lovely, a lovely gay club down in, in downtown Akron and mm-hmm. going there was great because they would, you know, it's right after high school. They let 18 year olds in, you know, you can't drink, but you still had fun dancing and, yeah. um, it was a good time. So I don't know. I just, I miss the music of that era from hip hop to country to, to rock uh, yeah, and everything fair. in between. Um, it, I think I said it earlier, but American idiot is my favorite album of all time. Um, Green Day was my first real concert and it was probably still to this day the greatest concert I've ever been to. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just, I find myself listening to a lot of country and a lot of older stuff because I just can't really get into same. what's out there right now. So. I do the same. You know, it was a good album that I feel like didn't get enough traction like it should have. It's probably my favorite album from like my teen years. Mm-hmm. Hefty Fine by the Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang mm. was great. They were. They were amazing. They were fun. Stephanie would definitely agree with yeah. you. I don't know if Stephanie's listening to the podcast, but... I love that album. She loved Bloodhound Gang. Absolutely love that album. Yeah. I think it also had a lot to do with accessibility to music. Mm-hmm. Like, for us, music began to be everywhere. Yeah. Like, we we watched the countdowns on TV, and we could go to our computer, download pretty much any music right. that we wanted. Right. There were local artists that now had their music more accessible through MySpace and Facebook, and they could oh, get God, their... I miss self- MySpace. I do miss MySpace. And then you could burn CDs with your favorite songs, and then play them in your car, on your I phone. I miss making but- a good mix CD. Like, there's, there's no more, like... You don't feel that excitement. You know what I mean? You also don't feel the disappointment of the CD not burning. Yeah. But, oh, oh that was, the, that worst. was the worst. But there's like making the perfect mix CD. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was a feeling and you just can't get that back now. Nope. No. Yeah. Me, I also don't like how tangible the music has become mm-hmm. because with Spotify, yeah, you listen to the music and you save it to your profile, but also, you know that if there's a day you can't get into that profile, you can't get any of that music. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's a bummer. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's how I found my favorite band right now. That's how I found Bad Flower was on Spotify. Yeah. So, like, if I I have that accessibility to the, the newer stuff, all that's gone. But, I mean, it, for us, we started with it. Right. Like, I mean, we were the ones that kind of pioneered our generation that... We're like, here, have all this music. We can have it around us 24-7. We can yeah. discover whatever we want. Yep. And I think that's how it became so ingrained in us. Because it was so easy. Like, our parents were able to, obviously, right. because they had their favorite songs and stuff. But I think it was just easier for us. It is. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not too young to remember making a mixtape off of the radio. recording oh, yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also did that. <laughs> so, no. I mean, it, it, it has gotten massively easier, but I don't know. I mean, I know it's part of getting 
older. I know it's part of that, you know, things just aren't going to stay the same and, and you're not going to, you know, that, that style isn't going to come back because things constantly evolve. But right. if I could bring anything back, I think that would be it. The music was just so good. That and being able to put on a pair of flare jeans and not feel like I'm 15. <laughs> I love flare jeans. I do too. But now every time I put them on because I've worn skinny jeans for so long, I'm like, mm, do I look like I'm trying to be young? <laughs> I'm actually surprised that all three of us were uh, music yeah. themed. You know, I don't know that I'm that surprised because like there were like some good TV shows and stuff, but I feel like TV's definitely gotten better. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like things like that. And like, Snacks and things like that are great, but like I think music is the soundtrack to of our lives. Well, yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> how many times have we talked about like when we were teenagers and we just would get in the car and drive? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the only thing I mean, that- and there are even like songs from when Brian and I first started dating that we still listen to, and it instantly takes you back into that that moment. that situation. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like every time I hear uh, "Ham" by Kanye West and Jay Z, I just picture eight a.m. driving to to Streetsboro to Brian's grandpa's house. That is instantly <laughs> where my mind goes. Yeah. Some yeah. of those songs just have such an important like. I, I don't I don't know what it is about music. I mean, there's places too that can be like that, but for some reason, music it just it's just special. It just it touches your soul. Mm-hmm. It does, and that sounds oh, corny, but wow, I don't care. I'm yeah. old. <laughs> That's going to be, uh, it's gonna be on a t-shirt or a bumper I'm, I'm actually going to needlepoint it. That's, yeah, my, that's the, what I'm going to take up now. Music is... <laughs> it touches your soul. It touches your soul. <laughs> music makes my soul smile. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you know what music is? The soundtrack of our lives. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Anyway, so tell us about your favorite things from... The two- a time period <laughs> from the 2000s 2000s 2010s or you know if you're listening and your childhood or teenage years were after or before then tell us about that too yes do that please we, we like to hear that and if it is just like a certain song send us a link to the song we like music yeah that's true or other people other listeners may come across it and maybe yeah. they'll want to try something or even if you have like because i have <laughs> and this is probably going to um date jane and i a bit but i still get ready to 2000s hip-hop you have to every every time i'm in the shower it doesn't matter if i'm sore if i'm tired if i'm hungover i hear helicopter by pd pablo my ass is i'm dancing you gotta take your shirt off swing it around your head like a helicopter like a helicopter it doesn't matter you're never too old too sore too drunk to dance to pd pablo and that's what i'm gonna needle point (laughs) where pd pablo go jail come back pd pablo we miss you pd pablo unless you did something bad in which case we don't well miss yeah you. in which case stay in jail or whatever <laughs> but but maybe maybe drop a new album from, i don't think from jail. He's in jail i don't think he's in jail pull a ti <laughs> release one before you go to prison and then come back and you spit fire again like, Ooh, ti is another good one <laughs> he's an actor now Whatever. He should make more music. <laughs> Maybe Petey Pablo's an actor. I don't know. That seems to be the route that they go. <laughs> like, I'm going to drop a couple albums and then I'll Man, just... his name's not even fucking Petey. I'm mad. What did you think his name was? Uh, not Moses. His name is Mo- Moses. Moses Pablo? That if is, my name was Moses, name I'd go by Petey, too. Moses Barrett the Third. Okay, so yeah. If you heard the new hot track helicopter by Moses Barrett the Third, you would not be as hyped as by Petey Pablo. Oh, man. You guys remember uh, David Banner? Yeah, he turned into the Hulk. And- <laughs> no, that's who I'm thinking, too. No, no, he had that song. Um, 
it it was kind of like a whisper song, but he was like, work those hips, green girl. Green girl? Cream girl? No, I don't know that song. No. Oh, well. Oh, Pete Pablo is an actor now, too. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. <I told> <laughs> no, David Banner's the bomb.com. I'll play some music for you for him from okay. him. Okay. And Lil Webby, the I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. See, you're getting, you're getting past my time. Yeah. It was like 2006. No, it wasn't. No. I mean, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I don't know these songs because they're like after. Whatever. Even even as like, so like Soldier Boy, he was like the end of me listening to hip hop. Like he, he moved it in another Oh, okay. Direction. Well, Independent came out in 2008. My bad. Yeah. So thank you, both of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can check out this episode on a podcast platform of your choosing. Any one of them. Because it's on a lot of them. We're on all of them, I think. I mean, most. We're on the big ones. Yeah, definitely any ones that matter. Fuck you, small podcast platforms. <laughs> uh, you can also follow Stick us- Stick it to the man. <laughs> on Twitter, at GotBeefPod. On, the on Instagram, at GotBeefPod. On Facebook- Got beef question mark podcast. Thank you. And you can email us to disagree with anything that we've said, and there's probably a lot of it at gotbeefpod at gmail.com. Until next time, when we ask the age old question, you got beef? Ew. <laughs>